Hello, my name's Jess, and I have a story about how human selfishness can destroy the lives of many people, and also the fact that not all people disappear forever. I met Nick at college. We sat together on the first lesson, and then it all happened on its own. After classes, we walked home together. He practically lived in the nearest quarter. All the content for the tests were taught together. At the laboratory tests, we were paired with each other. And in the end, we decided not to resist the inevitable. We just became a couple. Absolutely everybody, including our teachers, perceived us as one person. Even self-ratings were given to both at once. And when one of us was sick, they noted by the presence of the other one. Anyway, we were kind of like twins, but not relatives. I can't say that our relations were too romantic or anything like that. For me personally, we were more like friends but with some privileges and plans for the future. Anyway, I think this is correct. When relationships are built on friendship and not on chemistry, which disappears with time. Although some of the things Nick did seemed strange to me. For example, he could decide something himself and consider that everyone should do as he needed. Moreover, he couldn't even inform anyone about his plans. For example, somehow he was going to the ocean with our friends and he booked the tickets, booked the rooms at the hotel, and then he just came and said, get ready, take tomorrow off, without saying anything to anyone. You understand that nothing happened. Basically, half of our friends didn't have the money for such an expensive trip. And as for me, for example, I had plans for this time with my parents. Nick offended everyone, but he didn't leave his habit to be silent until the end. He also had such a thing. Well, he considered that all the things were ours. He could take my towel or toothbrush, and he thought the ice were completely in vain. After all, we were a couple, so we had everything in common. But fairly, he never shared his things with me. I just wasn't used to the fact that I had no personal space. Therefore, for a very long time, I didn't agree to move in with him. But in the end... I was convinced that dividing bills for the apartment for two people and a common budget, I confess, here I rather won, because Nick was making good money in the first year. He made websites for various companies, and I lived mainly on the interest from my bank account my parents opened, and I couldn't spend a lot. So we started living together. Our parents were extremely pleased, and my mom repeated every time what a positive and excellent future husband Nick was. His mom was also happy, because she was afraid that Nick would marry someone inappropriate. But he chose me, a quiet, modest, intelligent girl from a good family. Actually not, except for the family. But this is already our business. Everyone was waiting for me to turn 18 and for us to get married. I didn't really wait for it, but I was also looking for some wedding dresses, just in case. But it seemed like Nick was determined. He even came up with some thematic scenario. I didn't particularly try to understand it, and everything was perfect. But exactly the week before my birthday, Nick disappeared. In the evening, we returned from college. We wanted to cook dinner, but were out of some of the products, and he volunteered to go to the store in the corner. He threw on his jacket and left, and never came back. I started to panic after a couple of hours, but no one listened to me. Only when he didn't return in the morning, his mom called the police, 
and proved that people didn't run away from home just in one jacket and home pajamas, without a passport, personal belongings, or money. And then for another three days, we searched for him ourselves, because the police claimed he would return. He didn't come back and we didn't find anything that could help us. We ran around and interviewed everyone we could. The employee in the store, the local grannies, his friends, girlfriends, acquaintances. No, Nick disappeared. He was seen somewhere, but there was no exact data on it. He was last seen at the bus stop. He seemed to be talking there with some man. It was a nightmare. We were all crying nonstop. We called, listened, ran around the city, and pasted his images on pillars. We thought, if he is alive, everything wouldn't matter. We would find him, pay the ransom. We would cure. We would save him. But time passed, and Nick hadn't been found. Neither alive nor dead, nor even a piece of news from him. After a year of searching, Nick was officially declared dead by civil law. But we still continued to search, believe and hope he was still alive. What does a year mean? When many people return after decades. But then, the police found irrefutable evidence. Nick's jacket, his sneakers and wallet, with registered discount cards next to some unidentifiable bones. All this was in an abandoned part of the station, where normal people usually don't go, just some hobos. But the management increased the security there last year at the station, and these guys stopped spending the night there. That was it. Two years later, we all started to slowly come back to life without him. I started dating another guy, and Nick's mom persuaded me to do it. I doubted until the last moment, and I hoped the door would open right now and Nick would return. Time really heals, and with the constant support of my new boyfriend, I was able to... No, not to forget about him, but at least stop thinking too much about Nick all the time. Liam and I got married, and we had a wonderful baby. I was happy, and I recalled Nick less and less, though I regularly went to the cemetery, where there was his conditional monument with no death date. Nick's parents suffered much more all these years. Although they were supported by everyone, as much as people could support, but death or missing a man, here as you like, your own son. This is not the same as losing a loved one or a friend. Nick's father died on the fourth year of life without his son. His heart couldn't stand it. We as a whole group supported Nick's mom with money and help and just spent time with her. We entertained her as we could. She often babysat my son. She even asked me to bring him more often because she lacked children's voices and happiness. Anyway, somehow we managed it. After five years, May 3rd, I will remember this date forever. Nick's mom called me with sobs asking me to urgently come to her place. I immediately called the nanny and rushed to save her. I'm coming, and there, the second, damn it, advent of Christ, only without epic music and special effects. Nick was sitting in the kitchen himself, drinking tea, and his mom, a poor woman, looking in horror at her resurrected son. Why was he so happy? Because you expect something tragic from a missing and recognized dead person. Well, they stole him. He ran away, walked by foot, and so on, as they say in the reports. And in front of me sat a well-fed guy in brands. 
clearly not starving and not being tortured. On the table in front of him was a latest iPhone and the keys to a good car. Nick was delighted to see me and decided to share his story, apparently for the second time, judging by the expression on his mother's face. It turned out that no one had taken him. Nick just went to the store, met a friend of his, and decided to go on a trip to see the world. That acquaintance got him a new passport, a credit card in someone else's name, and a laptop for work. And that's all. He bought the tickets for the first train, threw his things out at the station into a trash can, and drove towards a new life. He told us everything, about how he saw different countries, rode elephants in India, swam in the ocean, and hung out with different cool people. He said he even met some Hollywood stars, and worked for one director, earned money as a freelancer, and did as before, and got along pretty well. And now his dream has come true. And I could only listen and look at his mother. During the story, she went from a middle-aged and strong woman into a tired, hunched old woman in front of my eyes. And I recalled how we mourned with her, didn't sleep at night, suffered from the wildest nightmares when we had to go to the morgue for the identification. He finished and looked at us very proudly, apparently expecting us to admire him. But his mom stood, straightened up, and said that her son was dead. He was buried in a local cemetery next to his dad, who couldn't bear the death of his son, and that he should get out of her house before she called the police. I applauded standing, and then just hugged her. Nick tried to resist, but together we kicked him out. Then, my friends told me, he went to them, but they didn't even let him in anywhere, because, well, seriously, he'd been lost for five years, and he didn't even try to call. In the end, he came to my house. That day, my husband had off, and he and our son were playing dinosaurs in the living room, and here he was. Well, I also kicked him out, and previously told him that he was a faggot, and normal people don't act like that. And he told me that there was no adventurism in me. And anyway, all these years, he sincerely believed I was waiting for him, like Penelope for Odysseus. Thankfully, my husband went out and intervened. It was almost coming to a flight from the stairs, but I didn't want my husband to suffer and managed to separate them. Nick left. I hope he left forever. Here's a story. Not always missing ones are the victims of crime or something like that. Sometimes people leave on their own. Just their moral compass is so flexible that it allows them to do such things to loved ones. I don't know what is happening in Nick's life now, and I don't want to know. By the way, we still communicate very warmly with his mom, and she speaks of him as a dead man. Yeah, it turned out that those bones in the abandonment weren't human ones, just large dog bones of some kind. So here is one more rule for you in search of missing people. Always insist on an autopsy expert. Write in the comments if similar stories happened to you. Write what you think of what happened to us. Share my video with your friends. Maybe this will stop someone from rash acts. And call your parents, because they're waiting.